and welcome to Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Bradley. And I'm Albert. And uh, today, I'm going to be reading our movie. This is a movie, I, I, I'm going to say the title, it's not an exciting title, but apparently it's exciting enough to be the title of like eight movies. And so, I want you to know, we're going to talk about Splinter. And we're going to be talking about the one from 2008. So this is an origin story from the rat that taught the Ninja Turtles, right? I mean, there probably is an origin story for the rat that taught the Ninja Turtles called Splinter. That's not the one that we're dealing with okay, here. Because I said it as a joke, and now I kind of want to see that movie. I, they keep doing these, like, terrible origin stories, right? Like, Well, he's either a rat who was owned by a dude who knew ninjutsu, or was a dude who knew ninjutsu who got turned into a rat. Uh, this is uh, a horror movie, and it opens on a sleepy gas station where the slack-jawed pump attendant is attacked by a rabid animal. The attendant's body begins to contort. A young couple, Beth Bell... Seth? No, sorry, Beth... I was going to say Beth Selzer. Seth Belzer and Polly Watt... Drive for a romantic camping trip in the forests of Oklahoma. Not a new paragraph, but I'm assuming we're not at the gas station anymore. Mm, probably not. Also, rude description for the guy who works there. What, like Slackjaw? That was yeah. all they could say about him? It's uh... sleepy. It's probably the middle of the night. He's probably tired. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's sleepy. He's... What do you what do you want from him? He's a gas station attendant. There's nothing like thrilling going on about that job. Let him be. You ever go into a gas station and be like, wait a minute. This isn't the witty repartee. Where's the I was enthusiasm? Expecting. Sell me convenience items <laughs> with joy. <laughs> I think I want your incredibly low priced fountain drinks, but I need you <laughs> to tell me about their features. No. Okay. So, he, he's, I guess, dead. Right? <laughs> well, he was contorting. That, well, that was his... That, that's what he was going to, like, the gas station, so he could pay for contortionist school. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, we've got Seth Belzer and Polly Watt. And I Oklahoma. Will, I will never, ever, ever get sick of wondering... Like, at what point these people's last names come up in the movie? But, anyway. Their plans are shattered. Their plans to go on a camping trip, you remember. So they're not in Oklahoma. Uh, they're driving for a camping trip in the forests of Oklahoma. But they're not there because their plans were shattered. They, they could be in Oklahoma driving to Oklahoma. Sometimes I'm driving to a camping trip in the forests of Florida, and I'm still in Florida on the way. Yeah, but I don't think you can announce the state if you're not leaving the state. Clearly, they're in New Jersey. I, it's always worth mentioning that you're in Florida. Yeah, it does give people warning. Um, my plans are shattered when they are carjacked by an escaped convict, Dennis Farrell, and his drug addict girlfriend, Lacey Belisle. So it makes sense to hear their names, because, you know, wanted criminal. I could go with that, yeah. I'm... I'm kind of irritated that they, like, called her out for being a drug addict. I mean, 
I, maybe that's a major part of the plot. Yeah, it, it depends on how much it's in the plot. But, okay. Slackjaw, drug addict. Yeah, this is a judgy movie. Convict. That one does matter. <laughs> it does matter. as if he. I mean, he carjacks him, so yeah. Yeah. The group sets gets a flat tire when they run over a splinter-infected animal on the road. Ooh. Yeah, so this is going to be like a... The third Blair Witch movie. It, I, that was there a third we, Blair Witch movie? Uh, that was the one that was just called Blair Witch. Not the Blair Witch Project, or Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows, which had the Book of Shadows in it. A girl, while they're crossing a river, steps on something and then like gets infected with the roots inside of her skin. Or instead of a foot. I saw that movie, but I don't remember anything about it's it. It's not great. I, I it doesn't re- make a lot of sense. No. I remember being, like... One of those movies that, as each scene happens, you're like, Ooh! Ah! And yeah. then immediately... Like, it doesn't actually connect in any way. It's fun to watch. It's not a good movie. Uh, I feel the same way about uh, The Cloverfield Paradox. Is that the one in space? Yes. Because I watched that, and all I remember is the ending. Yep. For obvious reasons, because of who I am as a person. <laughs> uh, so they, they find shelter at the gas station. Now abandoned gas station. Lacey discovers... I'm so glad we had a scene establishing why it's abandoned. We couldn't have had that mystery stand. That's an interesting point. That they could have, like, got to the gas station and been like, Why isn't there anybody here? And uh, I want to also, like, really kind of call out this description for telling us that it's... A splinter-infected animal? So, it's an infection. Unless it's covered with, like, big splinters, like, it's just... It does pop their tires. Body slammed into a cactus. And you can just see it's covered in spikes. But even then... Well, even then, it's, like, a mysterious mass covered in splinters on the road. I'm reading this... And the movie is called Splinter. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, Lacey discovers the horribly infected pump attendant writhing in the bathroom. He's still contorting. No, he's writhing now. Okay. So it's less enthusiastic. This guy, no enthusiasm. (laughs) She is attacked and dies. But her corpse slowly reanimates and becomes a new creature, which attacks the remaining survivors. So, if this is just kind of slightly spiky zombies, I'm not interested. But if they're like the thing or dead space like necromorph monsters then I'm on board so I will admit to having watched the trailer for this movie mm-hmm. um, they seem to kind of be spiky zombies but they do infect people by flinging their spikes at them so there's a ranged attack that's which kind of interesting has some interest to it and it's uh, appears to be mostly centered in this gas station that we established earlier which not is very enthusiastic because you think if it's plants, which it seems to be plants infecting people, the woods would be more interesting. I think you're making a big jump on the plant thing, just because it is called splinter, and plants usually have splinters, and it's splinter infected animals. Right. I mean, I but just I'm saying I'm thinking that monsters. the the person writing the description is just jumping ahead and saying, yeah, 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 okay, there's a splinter disease that gives you splinter things. They hit one of those. I don't think they're going to say, like, where it came from. Okay. Could be. While fighting her, Seth, Polly, and Dennis discover that several severed pieces of the infected victims are capable of attacking on their own. So this is just the thing. 
only less mutation. Um, the thing, or to go in a much, 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 much less well-known intellectual property, um, G. Wells Taylor zombie universe, where the entire premise of the zombie apocalypse is that things stop being capable of dying. Yeah, I think you told me about this one. Yes. Any meat at all just never dies, so the only people, only way you can stop somebody from sort of being a person is to shred them, and even then, like, the individual muscle tendons that come out of the shredder are still pulsing and writhing and trying to move around. Hmm. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Sheriff Terry Frankel arrives and attempts to arrest Dennis but is ripped in half by Lacey's corpse. The creature takes the top half of the officer's body and bonds with it, becoming a larger creature. This is getting pretty sick. How many pieces is Lacey in right now, do you think? I mean, Um, I'm assuming she just maybe they cut off a hand or something. Yeah, so there's a hand running around or an arm. uh, Because it's never like a leg like stumping around on its own, right? And I mean, it's got toes, and some people have finger toes. I'm not, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's less interesting and less intimidating. It's more silly and less likely. Yeah. Right. You're not gonna have somebody's, um, like rib cage as a separate entity in one of these movies. Ooh, but then it could use like the ribs, like legs, and spider around. It could. It probably won't, but it could. But they didn't. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I hypothesize they did not. That was when, um, you played Halo, right? Yes, the first one and, like, pieces of the second The first one is really the only one that's about the, uh, you know the Flood? Yeah. In the novelization, there is a character who gets infected by the Flood, but he's still, like, aware inside of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to kill the other Marines, and they manage to, like, lock him in something. So then he, like, breaks his hand to turn into a knife and starts stabbing at them. So... That's that just made me think of that. Uncomfortable. Yeah, and he's like aware of that too, so it's extra horrifying. Does he feel the pain? Yeah. Gross. Yeah. It is discovered. No, I'm sorry. The trio hide in the walk-in cre- uh, refrigerator when a piece of the creature's arm attacks them. So yeah, it's a hand. Yeah. It is discovered that Dennis has been infected as his left arm violently twists on its own. Seth and Polly amputate his arm to prevent the infection from spreading. Thank you for stealing that plot point from Evil Dead. Two? Or three? Both. Okay. Dennis explains that he had been pricked by a splinter from the dead creature they encountered on the road. Seth discovers that the creatures are actually a fungus. Point to you, I guess. Nope, not plants. Uh, yeah, but, like, in the popular imagination... They're closer to plants than animals. Nope. In popular consciousness. I'm not talking about biology. I'm saying the way people understand things. Well, people are wrong. Okay. Anyway. It's actually a fungus taking control of the corpses they infect and consuming the blood. And they hunt based on temperature, attacking the warmest thing they can find. That's a really stupid method of hunting. Because during the daytime, you're just going to end up attacking the sun... Fruitlessly well, for 14 hours. One, they're fungi, so they don't have eyes. And two, they're probably dormant during the day. 
Because fungi prefer darker places. So, hypothetically, you're saying if they survive until morning, they'll be okay? It's sort of a vampire situation? Uh, more like they'll have... Yeah, kind of, they have time to get away. They probably aren't going to consider that. I don't know if the movie will do that. And a lot of movies that do that will kind of break that rule, just because we're still going to have a movie happen. Well, it's it seems to be relatively locally contained. Yeah. It's all based around this gas station. So it, And they seem to be getting bodied by this thing pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, the rate of infection is weird, but all movies that have this kind of thing are like that. And I the other I would say the only problem with your hypothesis is that I don't know how they're going to establish that like it seems better if you have a ticking clock like we have to make it to sunrise. Yeah. Unless they like shine a bright light on it or something that's like ah I don't like that and then maybe sunrise gives them a Anyway. I mean, the one in the road was dead. Yeah. That is Which so is not far, consistent. Th- yeah, the anomaly, but we don't know what time that was that they ran over it. Like, maybe at a certain point? I don't know. Because, I mean, the assumption is that this is still the same... Well, yeah, because the, the guy was still changing, so it probably was still at night. I don't know. Oh. I don't know the rules of this movie. I haven't seen. By lowering his body temperature with bags of ice... I don't know why they couldn't just stay in the freezer for a while. But sure. Seth is able to sneak past the creature to the police car while Polly and Farrell distract it with fireworks. Seth discovers that without the keys, the car and the radio inside are useless. He's just learned how cars work. Uh, I mean, I can get in my truck and turn the light on and stuff. Yeah, but... I think he means, like, the call for help radio, which I actually do question whether you have to turn the car on to use that. But I'm not a police person, so I I don't know. know. His body temperature rises again, forcing Dennis to leave the gas station to lure the creature away from him. As a result, the creature manages to enter the gas station, and Dennis and Polly hide in the freezer once more. And I forget, who's Seth? Seth is like the the, the good guy. I say good guy. The non-convict. Um, weirdly enough, within this telling... I mean, Dennis is kind of a douchebag because he carjacked them on their way to their camping trip. Mm-hmm. But he's not done anything really convicty or like double crossy yet. The discarded fireworks ignite the trail of flammable liquid. What trail of flammable liquid? It's a gas station. Uh, okay, but they. <laughs> I don't think we established that. I don't no. think I missed that as a sentence. They're just dropping it in there, and the gas station catches on fire. Which should actually give them a great opportunity to escape, because it's the warmest thing around. True. Unless there's, like, more of the creatures out in the woods, and it's going to, like... But again, that hasn't been established, so who knows. The discarded fireworks ignite... Oh, I did that one. I'm sorry. Dennis offers to keep the creature at bay while Seth and Polly escape, and is infected in the process. Why is this guy self-sacrificing himself? I really wish we had more details on his character arc here. Maybe he's just bummed that his girlfriend died he's like yeah i know she was addicted to drugs but it was caffeine (laughs) you know that's like everybody these days she didn't even have to smoke cigarettes (laughs) she shoots one of the gas pumps with the shotgun and the creature is engulfed in flames 
The creature dies, but Dennis is still infected. Okay. He gives Seth and Polly a key to a bank account, telling them to give it to the wife of a man he shot who later died. Hmm. Respect to Dennis for Dennis turning is his a life very around. Interesting character, yeah. Yeah, I I really hate that we didn't get like. I mean, he's 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 perfectly happy to viciously carjack somebody at the beginning of this film, and now he's sacrificing himself and saying well, he is also already infected. And yeah, I get I guess that. And he did true. lose an arm earlier, so... I have my doubts on the ability of, like, somebody's... I, I know it can happen, but I don't think it always happens that somebody's like, I'm going to die, and then they, like, change for the better and help the poor mm -hmm. and stuff. It seems like a lot of people just kind of double down on who they are. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm not complaining. I just want to know more. I might actually end up watching this one <laughs> at a certain point. Um, he, he incinerates himself, any of remaining infected corpses. Seth and Polly leave, but the final scene reveals, of course, that there are other infected creature corpses lying dormant in the woods. Well, yeah, I mean, that first animal had to come from somewhere. You have to have a sequel. I mean, also, this very premise, like, again, that first creature came from somewhere. I like Maybe that it's they the one they ran over, like, somehow again infected. I like that they don't go into it though. Not the fungus. Why? It's a fungus, you know but it does, like yeah. it, the the tremors conversation obviously comes up. It's ancient. It's alien. It's an experiment. What's the fourth one? There's a fourth one. I forget. Yeah, anyway, it's been years since I've seen the tremors movies. But there's like there's just a limited amount of things that it could be, and they just say, "Don't worry about it." And Probably will never alien find out. experiment accident? Like radiation or something, maybe? Maybe. I would think... I would sort of classify that with the lab, like science problems, yeah. but yeah, it could be. I'm going to look this up now. Four monster origins tremors. Will this... No. Yeah, you're just going to get the origins for the... I want... The graboids. I want the conversation. It's Come a on. Being life forms. It wasn't even in one of the good ones. It's like Tremors three or something. It's the first one. What? That's the conversations in the first one between Val and uh, Earl. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then it's like one of the only good ones. I'm sorry. <sighs> Shrieker Island was okay. Did you see Shrieker Island? It was adequate. I didn't understand the presence of John Heater in there. Like, I guess it's just due to the fact that uh, Michael Gross is old and yeah. not really that cool, and so you have to put somebody pathetic next to him so that he looks cool in comparison. Yeah. But anyway, it was it was okay. Had some cool monster stuff. That's not what we're talking about. This episode's a little short, Brantley. Should we go on for another short one? Sure. Next up we have... The Kindred. From 1987. And because this is a, uh, like a podcast and not a video, I'm going to uh, describe to you the cover of this because it's very cool. 
It is a baby bottle, which is like a little bit greenish in its rendering. And uh, it's got a little creepy dude in it. So the lighting and the way that it's shot reminds me of the, the knife from the some of the uh, po uh, that posters for Halloween. Okay. But it's also giving me vibes of uh, it. It's Alive and Gremlins. Well, it has that baby... It's Alive is the baby one, right? Yeah. So it has that's, that's that... That's where the It's Alive is coming from, and the whole green thing in there is giving me Gremlin vibes. Yeah, a lot of uh, baby horror. I mean, there's only so many things to be scared of, but... Yeah, babies, babies are, are definitely freaky. one of them. Yeah. If, if you're approaching it from a certain angle. Anyway. As his mother di lies dying in a hospital bed, David Brooks hears her tell him of top-secret experiments on his brother, Anthony. It's awkwardly phrased, but okay. It's very weirdly phrased. I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, like she... unless she's literally just muttering, like, not aware he's there, and he just overhears Anthony, that. there's a top-secret phrase on your brother, Anthony. Um, as someone who... Had, I tried to work this in as, like, a full episode, but there wasn't a long enough description. I think because there's not a ton of plot to this one, uh, I should mention that in this description it is not elaborated on but before this point david brooks does not believe that he has a brother oh anthony is sort of a, like what are you talking about a brother i ain't got no brother he's like your brother's in the basement david brooks your brother he's in the basement secret experiments she advises him to go back to her house and destroy her notes and burn the place to the ground. And I assume at that point she dies. Because she's lying, dying on the hospital bed. I don't think we keep cutting back to her like, David, they resuscitate her and she's just like, should have waited. <laughs> the cancer, it's going into remission, David. I can burn it down myself. Not going to have a home when I get out of here. <laughs> Wait, David. But gonna have to pay for down. that. <laughs> Shot the gun too soon on this one. It turns out I was just allergic to that fish. I'll be fine. Instead, which, I mean, to be fair, if yeah. my mom told me to burn down her house, I'd be like, okay, mom. And I wouldn't do it. Also, if it's like, destroy my notes, like, now I'm curious. Yeah, I'm gonna read them I probably I don't want to know what's in them, but I'm very curious now. Instead, he goes with his wife and colleagues for a weekend to find out more information. I don't know what he does for a living, but, uh... Colleagues, it normally implies, like, ecology or, like, academia. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have colleagues. Yeah. I have co-workers at Walmart. I'm not going to go to my, my fellow associates at Walmart and being like, fellow colleagues... Help me to investigate this mystery like of my mother's basement. It's factually correct, but <laughs> you don't talk like that. Uh, I do I do introduce people as, like, I talk about people as my associates at Walmart. I mean, that's because that's, what, they, that's like, what Walmart calls I'm you. I'm not actually using it in the, tar in the way that Walmart's using it. I'm just saying, like, they're people who I'm associated with and I work with. So you're not using... Are you using it like a mafia don? No, no, no. I'm saying it like Let me in place my of co-workers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, okay, yes. In that... I'm not using it like a mafia don. 
<laughs> I don't put on an Italian accent, but I'm saying I'll be to somebody. You like, don't go yeah, full Marlon Brando. Let me go find my associate. They have the keys. Okay. Um. While he is th- is there, he meets Amanda Pay's character. I guess name unknown. A- yes, uh, Amanda Pay, apparently an actress who plays a character in this movie, who is a marine biologist that has been following his mother's work for quite some time. What does this mom do? I, I, does she have a fishman baby? Yeah. Yeah. She does. Spoilers. She is secretly working for Rod Steger. Which is a great evil scientist name. A corrupt scientist who will stop at nothing to find out more about the Anthony experiments. It's not a great name for your experiment. Well, it turns out, to continue reading... <laughs> Anthony is in the basement the whole time. A transformed... I'm sorry, transformed into a hideous aquatic creature. Now, I think what's going on here is that... This is not in this description. And another description mentioned clones. So either this is a clone of David Mm -hmm. that isn't really a clone, right? It's sort of like a she used the genetic material to make a fish man? Or, I mean, the experiments were done on him, so... It, I mean, it's still a clone of him. Like, but it could not, be not, like, like, a, like not a brother literally. that she yeah. tried to keep alive somehow. I mean, that, if it is a clone, like, she cloned him but mixed it with her DNA, then it's not a literal clone, but it's how clones work in media. Clone, close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Ha! No. I reject okay, that I'm entirely. <laughs> shame on you. my head in shame. <laughs> he had been genetically altered with a substance called neomycin, a chemical found in all marine life. Now, mycin, that that sounds like a bacterial thing. Okay. Or like a virus we, that are like... Should we Google neomycin? That's the end of this, the, the longest description I can find. So I assume that this movie survives on, like, atmosphere and very low-budget effects. Uh, it's an antibiotic, actually. Oh. It's the opposite so, of that. Maybe, uh... Yeah, discovered in 1949 by microbiologist Selman Waxman. Selman Abraham Waxman. That's a good name. Yeah. Inventor, biochemist, and microbiologist. And his research into the decomposition of organisms that live in soil enabled the discovery of streptomycin and several other antibiotics. Enabled the discovery? I don't understand what that means. Is it in... Okay. Uh, it might be work that he that was followed up on that he pioneered that led to that discovery. Fair enough. I'm looking... There is no... Indication that it has anything to do with sea animals, though. It's just... Or the turning into a... Now, it's possible that neomycin isn't actually the chemical, because somebody in a different review was trying to, like, say what it was called, and they couldn't figure it out either. But we're gonna let's assume that it, they got it wrong. It's more <laughs> fun that way. I, uh... It's another one that I'm interested in seeing, Brentley. I mean, always a big fan of Fishman movies. There's not enough fishmen. There's not I, enough fishmen. 
I don't think they had the budget to really pull it off. The baby bottle is an interesting pull. Yeah. Does do he require milk? There is actually a tiny fish man in a baby bottle at any point in the movie? No, no, it's metaphorical. Um, do you think he's that size? There could be, like, the Ripley clones from Alien Resurrection situation where there's a whole bunch of different ones of different sizes, maybe in different stages of, like, uh, suspended animation. So, I'm interested in this one. I'm curious how you pull a full movie out of this. Well, because they're in the house. Like, it, I, how long do you think it's in the hospital? Like, what, like ten minutes at most? Oh yeah. And then like, no, definitely five, know. ten minutes, maybe fifteen, twenty minutes total. That plus getting everybody into the house or convincing people to go with him for the weekend. Right. So let's assume it's an hour and a half. They got to be to the house by the twenty minute mark. Yeah. Because that's your inside. Like, unless incident. this movie is awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, truly the worst. Anyway, that's it. That's all we have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend about it. Spread the word. We'll see you guys next time with another one. Take care, y'all. Bye, guys.